0: Hi, I'm Fiona Lee Maynard and you're listening to Radio Caram, which is what I do whenever I'm anywhere near Seaford Caram High School and Eel Race Road. Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast. A real look at single parenting, how to navigate the ups and downs of life with kids on your own while keeping sane. We cover all manner of subjects from domestic violence, dealing with childhood trauma, through to fussy eaters and how to help your kids become resilient. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. Hey everyone, just a caveat for this week's um, podcast episode. Sounds like the network gremlins have been at it again on the episode and in parts there are a little bit of just... A little bit of disruption around um the vocals and we sound a bit like robots. So hopefully that won't detract from the episode. Um have a great listen and see you at the end of the podcast. Bye. Gene Sullivan Bilici stopped putting others first and started creating a Her living out loud and on purpose life when she hit her romantic bottom after a string of men who had held her back and one who decided he couldn't be her partner and marry her. She realized she needed help. She learnt about the law of attraction and realized that she'd always been an amazing manifester. The trouble was she had focused four years on what she didn't want which conjured chaos. What she needed to learn was to release resistance and focus on what she wanted. That shift took a lot of work and many thousands of dollars in coaches and relationship masters to figure out why she was still dimming her light for love. For two years, she overhauled her life, letting go of her resistance of love, her feelings of not being enough, and the people who did not nurture her. She also decided that being 40-something was an asset because it made her wise. Why, God knows what she'd say about 50-something. Anyway, as her confidence and self-worth and vibration rose, the men she called in improved. However, they still weren't quite right. They were mostly cubs looking for cougars. Wow, 24s, looking for 50s or 40s. When she turned her marketing skills on herself, she realized her personal brand online was out of line with her soulmate vision. She was playing it too safe, presenting a vanilla instead of a rocky road flavor. After deciding to fly her freak flag online and put herself out there in a confident and authentic way, she got energetically aligned with her soulmate vision. She rewrote her online profile and posted it, feeling the shift to her core. The very next morning, several men who shared similar values and goals contacted her, including her now husband. Why look at that. The moral to her story is, when you learn how to get aligned, The universe takes your cosmetic order and delivers it to you. She is an author of the book Be Your Soulmate You Want to Attract and has appeared on ABC 7, NBC, Today FM, Virgin Media TV, and many, many, many more. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. I'm going to give you your full title, The Soulmate Coach, Jean Sullivan Belici.
1: So Hello and welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I appreciate the welcome. I am so happy to be here, especially since it's probably pretty late for you, is it not?
0: Oh, it's seven o'clock at night, so it's not oh, too okay. bad. It's not too bad. It's not like 11 or something like that. So that's good. And um, yeah, no, it's a pleasure. It feels like I the last time I spoke to you was ages ago. Yeah.
1: It probably was. <laughs> but um, that's all good. Yeah. That's all good. I feel like Are you well? I'm, every, I'm very well. I I had COVID for a while and I think I had rescheduled because of it, but now I, I, I'm so happy. I feel more like myself again. I was a little scared. Is all this news about long yeah. COVID and all this other stuff. And I said, I'm not going to hook in, uh-huh. I'm not going to hook in, but now everything's, everything's great. Yeah. How about you? No, good. I had
0: COVID too, which is great. Look, like, we all joined the COVID <laughs> club. Um, but yeah, no, I had it. Yeah, I I was in bed for three days and then, yeah, it was sort of it just sort itself out. But yeah, just didn't want to do anything for at least seven, but that's okay. It was all yeah. good. But yes, but that's not what we're here about. We're here okay. about soulmate coaching because this fascinates me. Well, one reason being, I'm not sure, I believe in the soulmate malarkey that you're <laughs> saying that you coach in. And I know we've spoken about this several times. Um, so look, tell us, because I've read through, I've read out all of the intro and everything. So people have got a brief synopsis of you and how you've got sort of to this point. But look, tell us about how, like how you got to be a soulmate coach for one. <laughs> and like, you got to a romantic rock bottom
1: so like crikey tell us about that <laughs> well i'll start with the first implied question which is what is a soulmate to me
0: oh. well okay go <laughs> for it because i haven't got a clue
1: <laughs> well i've <of> given up <laughs> well i just thought if people are are kind of wondering the same thing it's kind of malarkey and all that i just want to say what i mean by it is uh i first of all i think we all have multiple soulmates and we have different kinds of soulmates we have those that are friends and romantic <laughs> no, right um and <laughs> i don't mean like that the i get people who say to me oh well i have to look on my north node to see if that's my soulmate it's really just a relationship that has that elevates and supports you even even when you're having contrast with this person that kind of contrast is helping you to evolve and, gr- and grow and get onto your soul path. That's what I have with my husband.
0: Oh, so okay. I, so uh, Being on your soul path with a mate who's supporting you on your soul path. It and could be several.
1: There's a bunch of them, I believe. And I think uh, it's not a, it's nice. not a fairy tale, the one or anything like that. It's. It, oh, thank God. We're a little old for that thank
0: god because i've had several (laughs) i've had several of the ones and they ain't any of them are the ones i'm sorry that was a snort that's how
1: you know i'm laughing for real
0: (laughs) (laughs) no 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 that's okay but like yeah no god yeah Yeah, no that's
1: cool yeah and so great news for me well so i i hit my rock bottom when i was dating a series of men and always pursuing the ones who were emotionally unavailable, but I mean, like really, like uh, classic commitment phobes. You know, the the dynamic of they wanted me, but they didn't want me chasing and running away, chasing and running away. If I felt as I would get closer to them, they'd run away. They'd feel engulfed and run away. And then if I started to get sick of it and pull away, they'd get afraid of being abandoned and pursue that kind of classic. So I. My last bottom, the the last bottom, there were several bottoms, but this the worst was (laughs) the one I was with for five years. Um, I I was very honest with him from the beginning, and I said, you know, my dating agenda is eventually to get married. You know, I was in my 30s at the time, and I had just had enough of Mm -hmm. the casual hookups and whatnot. And he said he wanted that too, but it really over time became apparent that he was conflicted about that. And he kept saying, don't worry, we'll get there. And I wanted so much to believe it because I had this uh, sense of investing my time and I wanted it to pay off. And uh, I think, well, where it definitely started to turn is when we had our first, what I call micro breakup. And um, he said he was ashamed of the weight I had gained in our relationship while, yeah. And he was not a skinny mini. He was not Brad Pitt, so that pissed me off. And um, however, you know, he apologized, said he didn't mean it, and I took him back, which, you know, I have to take responsibility for that I I took him back. And I think a lot of women can relate. We, you know, sometimes overlook, you know, some somebody says something like that to you, to me, that really should have been a deal breaker at the time. You know, now I now it would be. Yeah, and me too. I have to agree. I had a, a had a boyfriend. The the boy I moved to Australia for
0: gave up my world in the UK and moved to Australia for him. And that was one of the things he said to me. Mm-hmm. And you would well, now it would be. I would be like, well, I'm sorry, person. See you later. Yeah, that's not. You know, <laughs> you love me for me and all of me, even if there's extra bits of me. Um, yeah.
1: But yeah. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, I, I mean, know. it was you live, awful. And, you live and learn. It, don't it was you? a mess. I just couldn't let go. So I prayed. I, I asked my guides. I said, "Hey, if he's not going to step up and really be my partner, can you help me sever this tie? I'm not strong enough to do it on my own." It was New Year's Eve burning ball ceremony. Mm. And uh, about 5 weeks later, um out of the blue, He said, I think we should end this relationship. Um, And I knew instantly by the shiver up my spine, (laughs) um, I was having some help because he couldn't. I I asked him, why are you breaking up with me now? And he goes, I don't know. But for the past few weeks, I've been really feeling like I should because it's not fair to you. And he goes, and and it's not about you. I just don't want to get married to anyone and finally have to admit it and blah, blah, blah. And I just knew I had had help. And so I thought, isn't this something that I should really take a break from dating and figure out why did I, why did I settle for that kind of relationship? And why did I hold on to it for so long? You know? And so I took two years off and I studied with a lot of dating and relationship masters. I went all geek out. Wow, did you? And I traveled the world and I decided to make myself happy first. And I opened up a business, which I was scared to do. And it was more successful than I imagined. And it was in that process, I think, that enabled me to attract a much higher vibrational soulmate.
0: Yeah, I've got to say, I'm I'm four years out. And I'm three years single, nothing, zero. And I'm very content with that. And I look at my friends who are on Tinder and on Plenty of Fish and all these other apps, and I just look at them and go, I can't be bothered. Why are you bothering with these people who, like, give the same old lines and it's the same? You know, Yeah, it's fine. It's it's their journey, not my journey, but I just can't be bothered. So I'm sure the world will throw somebody at me when they want to throw somebody at me. But yeah, wow. Okay, crikey. So then, wow. And so that was your rock bomb and you went out and you did a little bit of like soul searching and stuff like that. And you and what you're saying is soulmates are real, so they are out there, and we got several. Oh yeah, happy days, yeah. which is good. That's and it's Andy. not a perfect relationship, but like so. But but is it like uh, when you say soulmates, are these like really good mates, like friends, as well as relationship Mm -hmm. people? I'm trying to get this out in one word. So, like, yeah. Okay. So, yes.
1: I think I (laughs) (laughs) I personally think that souls, groups of souls travel from lifetime to lifetime and maybe they switch roles and they have different dynamics that they explore together. That's just my personal belief. But I do know from coaching. Yeah. That, you know, people who come to me who are widowed, uh, divorced, and believe that that person who died or they divorced at one point had a wonderful marriage. They just went in different directions. I, They believe that those were soulmates, but then they found new ones. So I really know not only yeah. from, you know, talking to other dating coaches and getting the same feedback about their clients, but from my own so I do think that, and it's not a perfect harma- harmonious fairy tale relationship per Hollywood. Um, it is just that it's the kind of even when there's contrast between you, that contrast, and and a, a soulmate I think can push your buttons like no other, <laughs> but on purpose so that you can you can finally get rid of some of the stuff that's holding you from living your fullest most purposeful life and that's what my husband and I have done for each other we had some some doozy contrast you know um so when you say contrast what do you mean by contrast uh, conflict such? in law of attraction we call oh, that okay. contrast uh but it's conflict and okay. in the beginning of the relationship I mean there was a lot of passion but there was a lot of big time con conflict and but the thing that's so interesting is unlike the the relationships I had before which was all like conflict avoidance this was just oh. a lot of like fiery conflict but, conflict but it was like I had to learn to get comfortable with that because that conflict turned out to be very very healthy um I always mm-hmm. avoided it <laughs> I always avoided it um as so did you find it was
0: challenging you so in in no. having that contrast conflict it was actually challenging you and getting you to think about your values your
1: beliefs what you were doing and actually question you and grow you as such Absolutely and I did the same for him and when yeah. I look at the story arc of since we came together we are both way way more aligned with our souls purposes than we were when we met yeah. I mean it's it's very clear, you know. We're living in in Europe part time. That's a, the dream I always had, yeah. and and he always had. We have the dream dog. That's a hound. Um, but but just, it's that conflict that just really helped us to each grow and get rid of the stuff that was in our way. And a relationship. That's the, That is the benefit of a relationship. They are hard. There's no question. But. They can really be a real a fast track to helping us get back to our soul purpose if we're not already on that track. They're very good at doing that. Wow. Wow.
0: Okay. So in a way, there's yeah. soulmates that come into your life to pull you back onto your soul's purpose, your track as such. Absolutely. Um, and if they stay great, but you may not, Need them to stay as such, Correct. and they may not stay in your life. Is that what you, right? Okay. And what is this? Sorry, I know you mentioned earlier, uh, well, a little bit earlier, you were mentioning about this law of attraction. Is it a law yes. of attraction? Yes,
1: yes, yes. I'm a law of attraction. So what coach. the heck
0: is that? So what the heck is law? What's this law of attraction? So and can I learn it should- so that I can attract somebody who isn't
1: involved with the law? <laughs> yes the law of attraction <laughs> just to put that right <laughs> the law of attraction um you may have heard of it through the movie the secret or the book the secret um a lot of people frown on the book some people really love it some frown on it but it's basically everything that abraham hicks teaches about uh your vibration that that you're in at this in any given moment it attracts a very similar vibration and so in law of attraction in order for you to attract let's say you're looking to attract a higher vibrational mate you need to raise your vibration and that's why i called my book be the soulmate you want to attract because number one complaint is why can't i meet a quality person and it's not that you're not a quality person already but when we have resistance or you know uh, self-limiting beliefs, anger, these are all lower vibrational. These keep us at a lower vibration, no matter how smart we are. Wow. If you're not, if that doesn't get released and let go, it's it's going to be hard for a higher vibrational person to be attracted to you or to even see you. Does that make sense? Wow. Yes, it does.
0: No wonder I've been attracting all the drongos. Sorry, ex-boyfriends out there who, I don't know why they would listen to this anyway. But anyway, but, um, wow, okay, crikey. So I've watched The Secret, and I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there that have watched The Secret. So is it just meditating, sitting in a dark room and saying, I want a six foot two no. person with dark skin and a beard. Nope, nope, way more complicated. <laughs> and maybe the occasional tattoo over his body. And um right, okay. So
1: I like that so, little how, detail. so
0: how do we get one? Yeah, you know, well, you know, that's like if my my really true my my friends who know me would laugh their heads off at this point. And my parents, well my mum would probably be going, What's she going on about? But anyway, hey ho, tough. Shouldn't listen to the podcast, mother. Um, but yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, well how do we find, how do we get one? How do we find one? How do we increase our vibrations well, and you know, because I'm 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 three years on my own, so I wouldn't mind like a, a bit of a look, look see for one. now
1: it's more than it's a been
0: look.
1: A while. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going for a look at the moment. Yeah, I ideas. get you. I get you. Um, so, when back to the story, when I kept attracting the same type of guy, it was because that's yes. that's what I believed was possible for me. That's what I was used to. My father was not available. I mean, it was a classic textbook. Dynamic. So when I yeah. took that two those two years off, I really confronted who I was inside, what my boundaries were, what I deserved. It took me a, a long time to get to that feeling of um, really deserving to have the kind of soulmate I always wanted. But that took work on myself. I had to let go of of a lot of negative beliefs and anger. <laughs> I had a lot of unacknowledged anger. You know, I was very spiritual and it wasn't pretty or spiritual to be angry and um so i had to get honest with myself about who who i was being and not what i was thinking like so if you're thinking about what you want you have to in law of attraction you have to actually feel your way to what you want so in law of attraction there is a feeling of swimming upstream and downstream and We're taught in society to that everything you want is you have to struggle and fight for, you know, no pain, no gain. But in in law of attraction, it's the opposite. It's saying that when you feel like you have all this discordance within you about relationships, um, which, you know, that ambivalence is giving a confused vibration to the universe, right? So that's why you get a confused energy back. So when you're in that um, struggle, that sense of struggle and tension, it's like, which many of us are when we're dating, there's a sense of like urgency and struggling and frustration. And that is swimming upstream. That is a vibration. (laughs) Um, I help clients to figure out that balance between, you know, putting yourself out there, but at the same time, not pursuing it so heavily and instead, living your best vibrational life. (laughs) Um, Don't wait for a soulmate to do that. Like I I was afraid to open up a business before I met a soulmate. I was afraid and I said, I better do this
0: before
1: I meet my mate so that I have someone who's going to know that from the get go. This is who I am. This is what I want to do. And they're not going to get in the way of that.
0: Wow. Because I sort of sit there and my view is I don't want a man in my life because they're going to stop me from doing what I want to do. I'm having my freedom. Therefore, thank you. very. This is my therapy session. Therefore, thank you very much. That's fine. But you can go and hassle somebody else because I'm actually quite i want my freedom i want my independence i'm you know so
1: yeah thank you very much so if you were a client i would say so that's
0: interesting i
1: would say to you if you were a client that okay so there's a there's a belief right there um that being in a relationship means giving up your freedom and i would just say what if that yes. were what if that weren't true and so i know there are a lot of people who believe a lot of women I was interviewed the other day um, on an Irish radio station. It was so cute that they had seen that. Um, I think it was it Bumble did an, um, a survey that no, it wasn't Bumble. It was uh psychology today had this article uh, from a, a therapist, a male therapist who was getting a lot of hate mail because he said that um, uh, men, <laughs> men better upscale their communication or else they're going to be lonely because there's a lot more men than women on the dating scene. And men were up in arms about this. And they're going, this Irish station said, do, do they just have too many choices? <laughs> um, do women just have too many choices? And they're just being very choosy. And I said, no. I said, it's just that um, no. women are fiercely protective. They've seen their mothers and their grandmothers not living a fully empowered life in relationship." And they're fiercely protective of their freedom and their power. And so they're not going to give that up for someone who expects them to be the nurse in the purse. And the guy went, oh. Well,
0: <laughs> you don't want to be somebody else's mother at the end of the day, do you? No. You just don't want to have your own children. Like I'm I'm a single mom with my kid, right? And I don't want to bring on another kid for me to look after. It's right? bad enough having one. It's like a second job.
1: Two.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yes, no, I, yeah, wow, okay. So, so, did we cover off how we get to this point then? Yeah. We've got to look after ourselves. Sorry, because I'm, I'm just went down a little bit of a rabbit hole for my own personal therapy, so apologies there. But, like, is there, how do, is there a, is there a, like, oh, is there uh, a method? Yes. Do you write down, like, I don't know. Do you draw a love heart and then you write down all the things you want that person to have or do you you, you zone into it? Because I've I've seen so many different ways to attract your soulmate online and you just go, yeah,
1: okay, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think there are different ways to do it. And each person has to, you know, like I feel like if people who are drawn to me, my method would work for them people who are drawn to like Ariel Ford, her method would work for them. So I think there are different ways to approach it. But I I think there are a lot of, you know, similarities in some ways. If you are taking a law of attraction approach, then at the very basic level, there is releasing your resistance, clarifying your vision, and then taking inspired action. My six step process, I kind of reverse engineered what I did. (laughs) And you have to realize. Oh, okay. When I attracted my husband, and I, um, I'll tell you that story after, because I think people would find it very.
0: God, we're talking about your husband a lot, so I hope he's not like in the next room <laughs> or something like that.
1: <laughs> no, but I, uh, I literally. Please
0: out.
1: He's used to it, though. But, um, I literally, when I put myself out there in a new way, my I literally attracted him overnight, and it's so. I'll explain. <laughs> what that was like. And um, I I think I
0: know what you're talking about, but yes, Yes.
1: And I think uh, in my six step process, um, one is the first step is forgiveness. And I've noticed a lot, especially with women, but also with men, I have male clients too, is that they have generally forgiven others, but not completely. But most of all, they haven't really thought about forgiving themselves for putting themselves in these relationships over and over and over again people without realizing it put a lot of shame on themselves a lot of uh guilt and so we release a lot of that we take a look in the second step we take a look at their patterns um really owning their responsibility in the patterns not seeing themselves as a victim but instead taking their power back and saying okay just just with curiosity not like with Digging up trauma, just taking a look and going, okay. Well, I did that. Okay, that's interesting. I, I wonder what the reason I did that is, and exploring it so that once you get those lessons, the universe doesn't have to keep sending those lessons to you, and right, yeah,
0: yeah. Because I, I, I have to say, Gene it definitely is my belief that there are lessons that you keep repeat, or there are lessons that you need to learn and you keep repeating these bloody mistakes right and then the world keeps keep banging you over the head with a saucepan going no silly this is why you're we supposed to be going this way and they keep like throwing mm-hmm. things at you as such it's very interesting what you said about When you put it out there about the guy that you were seeing, and then he came to you five weeks later about that sort of situation, I didn't have that same situation, but I wanted children. And the person I was with was happy to stay with me, but just didn't want kids at the time, which is very ironic because he's now got a kiddie. But hey, life, we obviously weren't on the same soulmate train, right? So, um, which is fine, which is cool. But A friend of mine had said, "You're not going to have children with this guy. He's already made a decision in the fact that he's not made you. He's not told you whether he wants kids or not. He's just done the fluffy like. Same with the marriage thing with you, right? And um, and basically, the world just kept throwing things at me. You know, like um, just different situations and scenarios. Not men, but different situations and scenarios that kept like yes, spiritual two by four, as it were, and going." this is not yes exactly this is not right this is you need to make a decision right and um yeah and it was funny i waited all the way through i went to the uk went through christmas and new year came back after christmas and new year and about a couple of days back i went right that's it we need to this is it i don't i don't want to be in this anymore (laughs) so it's that funny new year's new year sort of like (laughs) right start afresh very bizarre but yes yes no that's fair enough that's fair enough okay wow okay this is a big therapy session for me i'm soulmate. if you're out there (laughs) hello um okay so we need to so we okay so we're basically and i can understand that um and looking at what what you're wanting and is it at any point because none of it none of the steps that you've said so far is anything Covering off, right? I want this, right? Yeah. I want this in my partner. No, and that's, I want and that and that's a very partner. good point. It's all about that's, yeah, in, the, in me. the beginning.
1: So um, yeah, because otherwise you're going to keep attracting so, yeah. the same stuff. Even if your head, if your head well, is like true. I want Brad Pitt, and your mindset is uh, Danny DeVito, um, it's you're <laughs> you're going to get really confusing things. And I I don't mean to put Danny DeVito down. I'm sure he's yeah. you know anyway, but
0: I don't know. I like weird men. Like, Me neither. Brad Pitt is not my type. Strange and unusual men. Yep. Yeah, but I'm not necessarily Danny DeVito. I have to say, any Danny DeVito I, soulmates out there? Yeah, you're probably not my type. But
1: I agree. But I have a funky
0: Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage.
1: I'd go for that. You know, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, <laughs> Jim, um, Jim Carrey. I would have people. gone for Jim Carrey types too. I, know. Oh. I I got a funky Renaissance man, and that's what yeah, I had there said. We go. Needy, needy boys. boys. Well, but they're needy boys. Yeah, needy boys
0: like Jim Carrey. Yeah, he's pretty like all out there, you know. Um, he's great now. I mean, you know, artists all of that stuff. Love that he's sort of just doing what he wants. Doesn't want to do the. But he was a bit of a show off. Yeah, yeah. Like earlier on, until he connected well, with himself. Sorry, Jim Carrey. We, we do love your work, like early work and past work. I'm sure you don't even listen to this. But anyway, <laughs> you know, uh, just in case.
1: Well, I, I, <laughs> you know, I had wanted a funky Renaissance man. That's how I had put it, because I, I really wasn't into sports. And I had gone through the thing of going to sports bars. Within, ugh. Um, and I, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, my what God. It I was. There was nothing worse, and so I just said, "I can't." I went one time, and I went, "I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't do this. This is just not in alignment with who I am." And so I said, "I right. want to run a funky Renaissance man. That's what I got. He's like a science man and a a musician, and he wears you know funky clothes." And so I did. How I got there that, got though, you. is that I, so in the in the third step, I had to learn how to trust myself and the process again. And, and so a big piece of what you're asking just before you can get to the, in my opinion, to get to the here's what I want. You have to learn to trust yourself again. And most people don't 100 percent trust themselves because of all what the perceived mistakes that they've made in the past. Um you know, they're always looking for somebody else to tell them what's the right thing and they don't listen to themselves. So, we go through the process of learning how to trust yourself and also the law of allowing, which is part of law of attraction and that's learning to receive and most people don't know how to receive. They're always pushing for action. No,
0: no I'm an, I'm definitely a non-receiver as it were, but um, I'm interested with what you just said though, because allowing trusting yourself do you mean like trusting that you're making the right decisions Mm -hmm. that like instead of going is this a red flag you actually even in in actually saying is this a red flag you're sort of going it's a red flag. I'm sort of wanting somebody to say, "Yes, it's a red flag." <gasps> I have you know? chills right now. So actually, you don't, yeah. Because, <laughs> sorry, because you check. read my
1: mind, and and I'll say, like a lot of my clients yeah. are high achievers who are also very empathic, very sensitive. So they tend to lean towards people pleasing or um, caretaking. Um, so they're very yes. c- capable, but they tend to be a little more comfortable focusing on putting the other person at ease and taking care. And that shows up even on dates. So, these type of people, and I have men too like this, they are like catnip for narcissists. And
0: so, oh, don't even go so there. So, they'll go
1: on a date I'm, and yeah. they'll see these red flags. Yeah. And they'll talk themselves out of it because they'll go, "Oh, they're probably just having a bad day or were they nervous oh, oh my god
0: yeah no don't even go there oh you know, yeah don't even go there we won't even go down my backstory but like um <laughs> yes yeah. so what you're saying is trust that when don't talk yourself out of the red flags trust that when there is when you think there is a red flag there is a red flag people. and then it's and define
1: your boundaries most people haven't really defined their boundaries and what's a deal breaker and what's mm. negotiable? Cause you know, 67% of problems in relationships are not solvable. According to John Gottman, he's like marriage expert extraordinaire, but they're manageable except for deal breakers. Like you were talking about in that last relationship, kids were deal breakers. Uh, for me, marriage was a deal breaker. If they didn't want to get married is a deal breaker. Yeah. So um, then in the fourth,
0: it wasn't to start right. with, but it became a deal breaker. That's the thing, I suppose. And, and sometimes
1: difference. we need a relationship to teach us that. I I needed to have a relationship with somebody like him because, you know, he's not an evil person. You know, he's just a, doing his best in his life. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, he's a human being out yeah. there doing whatever and, he wants, and he just didn't yeah. want the same things. But but the thing, another thing I learned in that relationship was yeah. what I needed, and that's part of this step of trust is trusting that what you need is something you deserve, and you can and you can have it. So my love languages are you know physical touch and um, affirmations. I need to hear the words. Last thing he could provide was physical affection like you know sex he could do obviously but he oh, wow. but you know being huggy and holding hands it was not his thing and he couldn't yeah. say I love you um couldn't and his but his mother had never said it to him wow even his own mother never said it so
0: wow wow that's mine is touch i have to say my yeah. love language is touch uh, but also quality time, time yeah think. yeah yeah quality time i think it's quality time as well um but pff, what do i know i've read that book ages ago so i probably need to read it again and then you know so, do do, do people well you know like i said it's been three years i can't be bothered face bothered no um but yes so and with language of love the, so what you're talking about is a book that was basically written called yeah. the five languages of love isn't it there's five languages of love one of them is touch time um so oh, what gift, were the other words uh, touch so time um, gift
1: giving and acts of gift, service gift
0: like yeah that's what well, that's it acts of yeah. service because my dad is acts of service straight away definitely it's quite interesting after reading that book you look at it and go wow okay um so yeah it's it's an interesting book and so if people you know want to go out there and read it read that one as well as dean's (laughs) book because that would be handy um they go
1: together (laughs) like peanut
0: butter and jelly but they do they do they do definitely definitely so okay so we've done all of that stuff and we get to the point right we get to the point where we're out dating Oh my god! And oh, uh, just sh- even going, even sitting there and going out dating, not going out on a date, wouldn't be too bad. But just even the trawling, and I think it's trawling. This is where my mentality is: trawling for a date at yeah. the moment is like casting your net, right, and seeing who you catch. Well, in that's, your net that's what, and you know, yeah, it's like <laughs> you know, you're not with a fishing pole catching one; you're catching half a dozen. <laughs> then you got to weedle them out, right? So, like.
1: Yeah. Well, it's,
0: have,
1: it's, like,
0: oh dear. <laughs> some of the one liners. Well,
1: <laughs> it is funny. And you just and go, so, please. in the next, like, just super quick. The next like phase of it that I help people with that leads them into dating is that I help them to um to really uh step into their sovereignty and and, and what what that means is just like flying their freak flag, um, whatever that is for them. Uh, you know, being really embracing the parts of you that maybe had to hide in relationships, um, ambitions that kind of got hidden in other relationships, and start living on that path. Just even getting started is enough. Um, And then when you put yourself out there, like that's my fifth step, is I help people to brand themselves online in an authentic way. And so for me, Mm -hmm. the first six months I was dating after this, you know, period of exploration, I was attracting almost exclusively 25-year-old men. And it was hilarious because... (laughs)
0: It's all right, love. You would have killed
1: him. (laughs) Well, the funny thing is that I didn't mention that I should for those in the audience who think, okay, well, because I was in my 40s by then. Who think to themselves, well, over 40, you know, that's it gets really hard. My dating pool is a, is a puddle. All that lack, the lack thinking that starts to take place in midlife, we start to start thinking in lack. Um, I want you to throw that all away, whoever's listening. Because I was in my 40s. Oh my I was God. 300 pounds. So that's like 23 stone. I was a big... Big, 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 big girl. My God, and God love you. Yeah. And God I had a strong yeah. personality, which many people said was too much. It would intimidate men. And I finally said, "Listen, I feel sexy in my body. I've been doing belly dancing. I feel beautifully full figured. Um, I'm at the point where I really like my big personality, and I'm just going to flaunt it. And it's going to scare away some men. That's and that's okay." I just need to worry about the few. No, you don't want to date them anyway. Oh my God, what a waste of time (laughs) and energy. Like you said, casting that big net and just, you know, so to me, when you just really embrace and fly that freak flag and just are really putting who you are out there. I did my profile. I redid my profile, put it out there. And then the next day. My husband came in and several other men all around my age, all similar values and goals, but they were all, they were like, your profile is so freaking fabulous. I just have to meet you. It's so honest and authentic and powerful. I have to meet you. And they were all like great. It, It was just such a dramatic shift and literally overnight and literally right after I really stepped into screw this i'm not wasting any more time that i knew i was on to something very very powerful
0: wow wow and okay so i have to ask what was the secret sauce then what would you, what did you put into your profile did you just go i'm not wasting my time anymore yeah Real men need
1: to apply. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And it's really important that when you're putting this out there, you make it about you and what you do want and what your life is like and you're inviting them in. Um, Sometimes in profiles, we can put like little defensive comments like, you yeah. know that scare people off that in, and scare good people off because you want to make sure it's not coming across as angry or don't waste my time. You ever seen it in a wanted ad? No time wasters. It's like, oof. um. Yeah. So, <laughs> um. So what I did was I started just being really honest about things. So one thing I was honest about was that I wanted to get married, and every dating advice person at the time was saying, oh, don't say that right away. And I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, I want to scare those guys off. I I wasted five years on a person like that. I want somebody who knows now that they eventually want to get married. Not tomorrow, but eventually. Um I was also um you know clear about my deal breakers. I put those in the profile. Um one was drugs um uh, another one was um I'm trying to remember was it, I think it was lack of uh, oh financially irresponsible. I I just couldn't take having somebody who was always in debt and no. you know I couldn't take that. So I put that in yeah. there but not I didn't spend a lot of time on it. I just kind of peppered that in there. And I think the main thing um too is in terms of flying the freak flag I showed that I have a big personality so I, I put pictures in there of me with drag queens at because I love going to drag shows right and a lot of guys yeah. didn't feel comfortable with that you know and that's to me I was like I don't want to square who can't nice. you, just, you know can't handle being around drag queens and you'd be surprised how many straight men feel a little weird about that and I I wanted someone who could enjoy that with me and my husband <laughs> Yeah. He said, he goes, <laughs> my husband is so funny. Cause he's like, he, before we even met, he was into divine and John Waters movies. And he said, I just thought it was glorious that you love drag queens and, and camp and, and whatnot. And he feels comfortable if a drag queen comes up and flirts with him, you know, he's fine with oh, flirting yeah. back. It's just fun and play. it's nothing to be insecure about i I went with a couple by the way um another couple to a drag show with him and he was flirting back with the drag queen and the couple was completely offended but i was like i just love you i just love you that's great that's what you want
0: you want a freaky guy well I yeah I want
1: intelligent, freaky. That's I like it. to wear wigs. Give me a freaky geeky anytime. We're the same page sister. Yeah. I I did get that. And yeah. I I put pictures of me wearing purple wigs going out to a club. And he was like, damn, I want that. And, you know, and the young, the young guys who were just looking to have sex with an older woman who was more experienced and didn't want to marry them, um, that they all went away. God bless them. Oh, that's fair and god love them
0: god love them let's hope they did their their experience that didn't hurt or destroy anyone in the in the process who knows okay so when you when you go out there and you start are there any questions that you need mm-hmm. to ask these freaky deaky guys that you meet up with just to make sure that you're getting the right freaky deaky guy and not the wrong freaky deaky guy. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. yes.
1: As it were. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a very good question. So like in the last step that I help people through before I they leave the nest is learning to date in a new, um, it might be a counterintuitive way, but it's way better. It way ups your chances of attracting a potential partner and what that means is it's most of the people who come for coaching without realizing it are dating leading primarily with physical chemistry and when i say that Mm. they immediately go to well i have to have passion and i say just let me finish you want I have to say yeah. they are got to be attracted. Yeah, and, attracted and I say, to, well, them. here's the thing, though. I want you to really explore the, you know, how you're feeling inside when you're around someone you're very physically attracted to, and it's usually some ver- variation of sucking in your stomach, you know, posing, playing with your hair. I said, when you're doing that, that's your cave woman brain, caveman brain. That's the part of you. That's going. Wow! I could mate well with this person. This is not a soul connection. If that's what's leading, and, and I'm wow. saying, just be. It's really important to say that's what's leading. If you're leading with that kind of attraction, that kind of spark, which is what we call chemistry, um, that isn't yeah. the kind of an uh, focus that will an expectation that tends to lead to partnership, at least long term. So what I asked them to look for is a different kind of chemistry. And it will feel in a way that some people will think of as settling, it will feel calm. <laughs> it will feel like you can be yourself My. with this person. And that's what the Buddhists believe when you meet one of your soulmates, there's a calmness, there's a feeling of Friendship, but it does not mean you're in the friendship zone. I have the best sex of my life with my husband, but we didn't have that initial, like, you know, oh, I gotta, I gotta have him. I gotta have him. I was was focused on purpose with does my body want to be closer to him? Do I feel safe? Do I feel like I can be myself? He loved my body. He loved my body. He didn't feel any form of like, I have to overlook it. And he wasn't a chubby chaser. He just he just said, "I just love the package. I love your vibe. I love everything that I'm seeing. I feel like I can talk to you. I can bear my soul. I felt the same way. And that kind of freedom in a relationship, it makes the, it can make the sex very powerful. So I, I tell people, just don't lead with the other chemistry because I want you to open the doorway to another kind of chemistry that's even more powerful and exciting you just have to not see it the same way like if that if there's that friendship and calmness that that means it's going to be boring it's not
0: yeah and you're proof of that yeah i was just when i was sitting there i was thinking because there's so what you are saying with the chemistry and this is where i'm going to do my little googling session right because when you're saying with the chemistry you're not talking are you because there's different People are attracted to different, mm-hmm. um, for different reasons, and there. And I've just got one in my brain, um, and this is why I'm googling it. But are you, are you talking about physically being attracted to somebody, or is there different nuances of that? that nuances, um, yeah. So that, what, yeah, and this is and this is why I'm trying to find this because it's called something, and I can't think what it's called. Um, okay, because so, my. It, let's face it. It's Monday evening and my brain's gone a bit weird but are you just talking about um are you just talking about um physical attraction or and here we go i i did a quick google because some people can be sa- <laughs> sapo sexual sexuality or sapo oh, right, sexual right which means sapio. sorry sapiosexual sapos, sapi- which is that they're attracted yeah. to they're attracted to highly intelligent people right and so therefore if you're attracted to a highly intelligent person because of their intelligence not because they're physically attracted, they're not a Brad Pitt but they're say a god a i don't know I'm trying to think of somebody a Brian Cox for example's sake god love him um it, it you know because Brian Cox is intelligent he's a professor You know quantum physics and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um,
1: Yes. Is it so? Yes. Do you
0: say keep come keep away from the Bryans? (laughs) If you're into like, I would
1: say that sort of thing. I would away from the Bryans. I would say go for the Brads. I would say stop typecasting and pay attention to your work. Pay attention to how you feel around each person. Your body is the best indicator of whether someone is a soulmate or not. Your body's going to tell you, but you have to trust your body. So if your body is leaning into somebody, but you don't feel like excited, like I want to have him, which is what we're taught to expect as a soulmate. You know, if we don't feel that excitement, we're like, oh, I'd be settling. I just feel calm. Again, it's just if if. If that's your initial feeling with somebody is like this this kind of physical spark where you're flipping your hair and you're really not being yourself, you're not really relaxed, that is not wow, okay. the kind of connection you want to be focused on looking for. You want to look for the other. That's what I'm just trying to say is is pay attention to what your body's saying. So if you, So if you're sucking your stomach
0: in, I don't know. Blokes, if you're sucking your stomach in, trying to get yourself taller or whatever, ladies, same sort of right. thing, right? Worrying about your double chins, curling your hair and doing every all your and stuff. Yeah, raising the, the your hand. Yeah,
1: it's not the right focus. Maybe that's
0: not the right. Okay. Think of it, it as priorities, like it, okay.
1: right? So, like, I'm not saying that with the soulmate, you wouldn't have any nervousness. Like, you know, going on a date is nervous for anyone, but your body is going to know whether you want to lean into somebody or not. And I definitely, I felt like I was, <laughs> I when I was with my husband on that first date, I just kept wanting to lean in and like whisper in his ear, like two little kids at a slumber party, you know, sharing secrets. It was that kind of vibration. Would I say that's like rip your clothes off energy? No, but that came like on the third day. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, because we had been through and we had, you know, before we even met, we had spent many nights on the phone talking all night and having like all the sharing all these things. But I just I just want to explain like it's more about what the prioritizing the other kind of connection so that you can open a doorway to something that is more feels more authentic that you can really be yourself and you can feel like truly loved and embraced for who you are and not just tolerated
0: yeah and i think that is a good um that's a good sentence that you're not just tolerated or that you're putting on a front basically thinking oh this person's or like the front i'm putting on when actually what's behind the front is something completely different and when you finally drop that facade as such that they actually go oh actually i didn't really think you were like that or whatever so yeah fair Mm -hmm. enough fair enough so okay I'm gonna ask this question because I hate online dating sites I absolutely well just the apps that are out there like Tinder yeah. and a fish and Bumble and all of that stuff
1: should you be going and having a look on there because that's like I, I say I like for people to keep it in the mix um but pick pick one like I, I I don't recommend being on a lot of them I I also don't recommend um being on two two on any one of them for two two much time each day. Um, there yeah. is a study recently that said if you spend too much time on dating apps, um it develops a rejection mindset because there's too there's too many choices. I would say when the right amount of time is to again go into your body. If you're sitting at the computer and there's playful light curiosity like oh, it's here, you know. As soon as it starts to feel tense, like uh frustrating then that's the time to step away from the computer. Um, I would also say that during the day um, when you're out and about, put the cell phone away and just try to be present and try to make playful, curious connections with people around you. And lots of really miraculous things can happen when you do that, but it's about being present. Well, who would have known? I went and posted a few things
0: on TikTok the other day. TikTok it's a new dating app by the looks of it I was like, oh my god who are these people who are talking to me and one guy got really weird on me because he said oh hello are you still there and i'm like no i have a life dude go away I was just like, it's really nice talking to you and you're, I don't know, from America somewhere. And I was like, that's really cool. Thanks. And I'm, but I've got a kid and I'm busy. So geez, but that's okay. It's good. It's whatever it is, TikTok, who'd have thought it, dating app (laughs) extraordinaire. And some of the stuff I've posted on there, I look at it and go, really? Have you actually seen my TikTok? Because I'm going, I don't think you've even watched it. You've just trolled. But anyway, um, okay. So, um, I think we've talked about the universe and all of that stuff and covered off this law of attraction thing. You like we mentioned earlier, you have a book out there right? and like can people get that like off Amazon? Yes. And like say the title again. I can't remember what the title is. Be the soulmate you want to attract. That's the title. Perfect. I want to make sure I get it right. right. Okay, that's cool. You go, girl. <laughs> um, because yeah. Oh, um, there we go I have to get this book (laughs) read it I think um
1: but they can get that from like Amazon and places like that can they yeah Amazon is super easy you can get a kindle version if you're into that and it has a lot of extra did you do audible I you know I'm being approached every day about that
0: um oh you should really you would be great at reading it oh thank you yeah, you would be great at reading it i think yeah, yeah yeah and um
1: yeah my challenge with that is that a lot of it's a lot of the book is exercises like uh worksheets and things Ooh.
0: Could we do grunting noises and things like that to the exercises? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you can make it quite comical. Well, I, I guess I, I know could. I don't it's a serious subject, but. Well, let's. I
1: have to think about that. Thank you for opening my mind to that. Think I, about it. I'll yeah, think how I could do That's okay. That. That's all right. But there's a lot of exercises yeah. that guide you through these steps to help you to kind of let go of old conditioning and embrace new possibilities and and uh really figure out what you really want and deserve because that's really once you can start letting go of all that old energy and and live in a higher vibration um then this stuff not only soulmates but more extraordinary experiences and people come into your life i see it over you can
0: attach pdfs to audibles though okay you can attach pdfs to it and then people can just download it they click on a little link in the um audible thing and download see i'm leaning in so So you can have a workbook i know god love you you can have a workbook attached to you reading out your chapters that's a really good point that's a really good point yeah see there we go i think that's a universe speaking to me (laughs) yeah see audible is good and people you know people learn through different ways kinesthetic audible and visual and all of that larky so you never know so okay so um do you have a website I because oh, look, i mean i'm i'm sitting here looking at you right and yeah. like i love talking to you i can talk to you forever here. um oh it's so good and we're so like on our well, hey look we're both touchy feely people as well <laughs> so we probably could like stroke each other's arm forever as well having a conversation but um yeah where can the what website where's your website where can other people look at you see you and chat absolutely if Uh, they they need to chat with you
1: at um they can find me on facebook and instagram at my soulmate coach and my website is my soulmate coach.com i couldn't get the soulmate coach unfortunately somebody else took it but it's my soulmate (laughs) coach.com no (laughs) bitch (laughs) bitch (laughs)
0: no that's okay that's fine i'll put all of that in the blurbies anyway so that'll be fine that's okay people will be able to click on the links and find you that way anyway and make sure they don't go to the soulmate coach and go to my soulmate Soulmate coach so it's all good we'll get that sorted don't you worry um and i have Mm -hmm. one final question to ask you um now, last year it was, what would your superpower be? But I think I already know what your superpower would be, right? This year, it is. If there was one book that you could recommend to somebody, and it can't be your own book, because we've already plugged that so many times in this blooming thingy. But if there was, what would what would you recommend to my it's, listeners?
1: It's uh, The Amazing Power of Emotions. And it has to do with Law of Attraction. It's um, mm-hmm. by Abraham Hicks. And um, it is a big part of what we've been talking about today is moving up the emotional scale in order to raise your vibration to attract what you want into your life. That's a very big, uh, good book for exploring that. And um, I think it illustrates a lot of what we were talking about today. I think it would be really helpful.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Wow. Well, look. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. It is so, well, it's very bizarre how I connected in with you, and it's so good that I have. And who knows? I could be back on here. I hope so. I can't wait. And um, ah, wow! Well, God help him. That's all I can say. Can I Um, correct
1: it? It's yeah. No, that'll be fine. I forgot to say the astonishing power of emotions. Sorry. It's by oh. Esther Hicks. Oh, that's all right. Esther Hicks? No. <laughs> Is that his so, so Esther and Jerry Hicks, So that's the human. So uh, <laughs> I know like, so. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I said so Esther and Jerry. I just Jerry, wanted to, um, to clarify. It's not amazing power of emotions. It's astonishing. So forgive me for that. Esther Hicks. Oh. <laughs>
0: astonishing that's all right. esther who's the imaginary wife of
1: um abraham oh what's his name again abraham's the entity she
0: channels abraham <laughs> that's esther who's the imaginary. yeah oh my gosh don't even go there it's been a long day for me <laughs> no it's all good look thank, thank you, you so much for coming on board and talking thank to you us so much i hope you have a fun you day
1: do. you're in Ireland at the moment. I am and it's 11am so I've got a full day ahead of me and I'm looking forward to oh. it. But I, what a great way to start the day. Thank you.
0: Oh no, no no no, thank you. And the weather's been fab over there and like we've had it's been freezing cold and rain over here. It's been like UK weather in Australia. It's fair. It's okay. It's all right. It's our winter. It's all right. It's our winter. It's, you know, it's, what can I say? Be all right. It's good skiing, so that's we can't complain, all right? So, look, have a great day. Uh, Love speaking to you. Um, We'll grab you and bring you back at some point. Um,
1: Fab. We'll say goodbye for now. Just for now. Be good. For now. (laughs) Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one is perfect. We're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin, and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast. Hi, this is Matt Joe Gao, and you're listening to Radio Karam which is local community internet radio and uh, we were having a chat about community radio earlier and how important it is to Melbourne how important it is to the scene here the music scene but also the wider community so check out Radio Karam, tune in Don't worry about a thing
1: cause Atticus Health We'll make, make you feel, feel alright
0: <laughs> Don't worry About a thing Cause Atticus Health Will make you feel alright If you got
1: a tummy ache Or you don't feel right oh, Or if you have, have a nasty have rash <laughs> <you> Keeping <laughs> you up at night Don't worry worry about about a a thing. thing.
0: Don't worry. (laughs) Because Atticus' help
1: (laughs) will make you feel (laughs) alright.
0: Radio Caram, don't worry worry about about a thing. thing. (laughs) Because Atticus says (laughs) we'll (laughs) make make you feel alright.